What is up, everybody? You're listening to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network, a community about the Lakers by SB Nation. I am Christian Rivas, here with you on a night where the Lakers know who they're going to play. Like, I feel like the Lakers' playoff experience uh, has been like 90% waiting to find out who they're going to play and 10% playing actual basketball. So, um should be should be a fun one. Uh, but first, I am joined by Sabrina Merchant, who I do podcasts with on occasion. <laughs> and uh, so, what is uh, what is up, Sabrina? Yeah, I I, I like the point that you made about ninety percent waiting for the teams to play because the Lakers have been the last team every round to know their playoff opponent, and that technically is true this time too because Miami and or Boston knew that they were going to play the Lakers before <laughs> the Lakers knew. <laughs> Uh, going twelve and three in the postseason will do that, which is crazy. It, I, I did not. Not that I wasn't high on the Lakers. I just thought that a lot of things that are supposed to matter didn't end up mattering for the Lakers, and really every other team too. I think I put I put a lot of stock into like continuity, and um, that just didn't matter. Depth was also a big one that usually means a lot and it didn't to the Lakers for some odd reason. And so I think going into the season, I had them finishing like fourth in the Western conference. They did not. They finished first pretty handily. Um, and I guess if, if you told me before the season started, what is more likely the Lakers going like 12 and three in the postseason, or finishing first in the West, I probably would have said 12 and three in the postseason because they would have figured it out by then. Uh, but both things happen. Lakers fans have every right to be happy. You and I have not talked about the Lakers uh, clinching a finals berth for the first time in a decade. Where were you and how did you react? Okay, so. I hate to be a downer at the very start of this podcast, but this was the first game I watched where I'm like, damn, COVID kind of sucks because <laughs> I was thinking about 10 years ago when the Lakers beat Phoenix to make the finals. And we had these huge watch parties to watch all those games against the Suns. I specifically remember the one game five when Ron Artest hits the putback to beat the Suns. And, you know, obviously game six, Kobe hits all of those shots, gives a little love tap to Alvin Gentry on yeah. behind as he's walking back down the court those games were like events, you know, for me and my friends and watching at home, you know, my brother was there. My dad was there. It was, it was fine, but <laughs> I didn't, I didn't feel it, you know, like they were presenting a trophy to an empty arena of people, right? Like I'm assuming most of the reporters have even like checked out by yeah. that because <laughs> what, are you just going to get pictures of J.R. Smith holding a conference championship trophy? Like it, it yes. felt a little weird. <laughs> that um, is what you're going to do. If you're J.R. Smith, that's what you're going to do, apparently. <laughs> it, it felt a little weird, uh, a little anticlimactic. And I wasn't expecting that because Denver has played or did play the Lakers really, really well in that series. Yeah. And I was hoping for some more catharsis, some more like, damn, the Lakers made the finals again. Maybe I'll feel it, you know, when we actually tip off against the Miami Heat. Yeah. But uh, 
I wanted a little bit more. I just wanted a little bit more. And I, I don't want to be greedy because, you know, the Lakers went 12-3 and, three, 12 and yeah. three in the playoffs so far, and they're making the finals, and it's been 10 years, and, like, there has not been a lot to cheer for. Yeah. For the Lakers I, in a time. <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> – I feel like it – most of it is – I feel like um, just moments in sports are defined by – who you're with and where you were. And I feel like most of the things these days, you're like, where were you when this happened? It was like, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. at home. That's where everybody is. And uh, so I, I definitely get where you're coming from there. Seeing. So it was funny after, after Saturday's game, I had family over for my birthday. Cause it was my birthday weekend. And mm-hmm. like I, we were obviously doing, other things we were going to play video games board games whatever and when the game ended i turned the tv off and i was like halfway through us setting something up i was like wait oh my god there's a trophy ceremony it is it's been so long since i've really been invested in one of these things that i just completely forgot that there were like things outside of the the basketball game um i think that's the first time it felt real to me is like seeing dwight howard in a finals Lakers hat. I was like, what is this? I, I didn't expect to get emotional and I didn't get that emotional, but I, seeing that I was just like, damn, that is pretty cool. There's, there's a lot of guys on the team that I'm really, really rooting for. Dwight is one of them. Uh, Alex Caruso is one of them, but that should go without saying, if you're not rooting for Alex Caruso, I don't know what's wrong. What are you doing? (laughs) You're just one of those dweebs that's talking like talk themselves into Alex Crusoe not being a really good basketball player, which I'd be the first one to tell you you're wrong. Um, Yeah, it was, I mean, I was just at home watching the game. I think part of my excitement being a little suppressed though, has less to do with like being able to go and watch it and more to do with the lack of competition that the Lakers have faced so far. And it's not like (laughs) that is spicy. I know no disrespect, no disrespect to the other teams, but I mean, you go up three, one in a series against a team, you know, you're clearly better than like as conf, like as much as I respected the nuggets, I saw enough for, from them in the series and in the regular season to know that it was just a bad matchup for them. Like, they were a good team. Lakers were a bad matchup for them. Um, Maybe that will change in the finals. I don't know if it will, particularly against the Heat. But, I mean, if the Lakers swept in the finals, I wouldn't care. I think the finals is a little different because it is literally the last round, the last thing you need to do before winning a championship. Um, And... Maybe I'm in the minority here when it comes to Lakers fans wanting to see a competitive series, but I like games where there are stakes on the line. I liked when the Lakers were up 2-1 and had to win that uh, game four because I I just like stakes, and it it just feels like the Lakers haven't had any yet. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers have fallen behind 1-0 in two series so far. Those made... The game two is pretty must win, I would yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> it certainly felt like there were stakes in that Houston game two when they gave up a 20-point lead in that third quarter, and it looked like, oh, baby, is this going to be a 2-0 <laughs> thing before we have a time to get our feet wet? But I kind of understand where you're coming from. In a sense, you know, in a broader sense, I think Lakers fans are a little spoiled because 
we do not hang conference championship banners at Stable Center. Yeah. That's not a thing that the Lakers franchise does. <laughs> uh, if we did, we'd have to make room for about 17 or 18 more pieces of uh, cloth to put up there. That's a lot. That's, a, That's lot. a lot more cloth that Clippers have to invest in and covering. <laughs> Just put the whole roster at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the Lakers have made the finals a great deal of times yeah. in NBA history. I believe uh, we're looking at 34 finals appearances. Uh, Sounds right. You know, it's, it's a big number. <laughs> you and... can say any big number, and I'm not in agree. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, by by definition, it, it means a lot more when you win the finals. And to this franchise in particular, that has advanced to this stage so many times and lost a number of times on this stage, it's not quite enough to make it to the finals, right? We have to do a little bit more. There are four more games to win, as every single Lakers player's social media has reminded me over the last <laughs> day. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I just, I, I hope that, that, that juice, you know, that excitement comes back a little bit more in the next series. I have a feeling it will just because the storyline potential with this Miami team, yeah, it's, it's rich. There is a lot to dig into here. And again, no disrespect to the Nuggets. It's just other than Jamal Murray and like Jordan Clarkson and Josh Hart and Larry Nance having beef, which, you know, da, 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 they're not on the Lakers anymore. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to work with. So I am intrigued by that potential against the heat. I hope that, you know, if the Lakers do win, that it's more of a emotional moment than I felt when they won the conference finals. Uh, I, again, I don't want to be greedy. This has like been an awesome Lakers season so yeah. far. It's just been very weird. It's been very weird. And this was the first time I really felt it. Game five felt a little more exciting to me because LeBron just went nuts in the fourth quarter. Like I, I had, well, I had family over, and a few of them aren't like as big basketball fans as I am. Like very few people in my life are as big basketball fans as I am. But I hear you. <laughs> you you have like people that are casually watching, people that kind of have like still mixed feelings about LeBron James because of their ties to Kobe Bryant and. At a certain point in the fourth quarter, LeBron was just doing silly things that after a while you just have to like clap your hands because it's really all you can do. He was incredible. I like seeing that LeBron James, and I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more of that LeBron James in the finals. I mean, if if you were to set up a LeBron James revenge series, not that the Miami Heat traded LeBron James, but it is still his former team. Like LeBron James going up against Pat Riley, his former team. Um, it's shaping up to be a good one. Like, it, especially after he missed the playoffs last season, there's this, there was this narrative that he wouldn't be able to do it in the West, that his window to win a championship as the best player on a championship team had passed. Um, I, I'm so excited for LeBron James in the next round. <laughs> yeah, that LeBron James fourth quarter performance was, it was vintage. It was yes. like. It's hard I, to say I'm vintage with sure LeBron. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure it was actually vintage because he doesn't even do that. Like he doesn't take that many unassisted shots in a row. That is a unique LeBron performance, yeah. actually. 
but to see him recognize the significance of the moment, like, hey, we have a chance to secure a ticket to the finals right now. This is obviously a team that has done the 3-1 thing twice. Yes. Don't want to give him an opportunity again. Nobody on this team can guard me. I alone control our fates. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And you and I have complained a little bit before about how LeBron gets a little jump shot happy and he likes to take those step back threes and he can dribble the air out of the basketball. That's all part of the experience. <laughs> a big part of the experience is also when LeBron James is like, hey, I'm the best player on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me work. And <laughs> that was pretty cool. Danny Green had a quote after the game uh, that I really enjoyed hearing him say as somebody that's competed against LeBron. Uh, so his exact quote was, uh, he's a special guy, man. Time and time again, you have to remind people, or he has to remind people that forget that he's the greatest player in the goddamn world going on 17 years. It's crazy, but it shows you what he's capable of. Obviously, he doesn't do it as much as he used to do it, but he's very capable at any given time, any moment, any moment of taking over a game, and he did tonight. Like, look, Danny Green has reasons to have feelings towards LeBron James to not say things like that. Like, I get they're, they're teammates now, but mm-hmm. for a active NBA player to say somebody's been the best player in the league for going on 17 years, whether or not it's true, is incredible. LeBron James is so good at basketball. I enjoy having him play for the Lakers and seeing him sitting on the floor after the Lakers clinched the Western Conference Finals in a Lakers hat and shirt was a little surreal to me. Just like, wow. He really is, like, he lives up to the myth of, you have LeBron James on your team, you're probably going to make the finals. And at now we can say it doesn't matter what conference LeBron James is in. If he's on your team, and he's healthy, you're going to make the finals. Yeah. So, okay. There there was some LeBron, Kobe, you know, comparisons yes. back in the day, you know, 2008, 2010, I feel like was the height of it when Kobe was sort of at the height of his single peak powers, you know. And I didn't love LeBron back then. It'd be, it'd be difficult to I, – I thought he was better than Kobe. I really did. But it was hard for me to – root for him because the one thing Kobe had going over LeBron was, you know, the five rings. rings <laughs> like that, yes. that was it. Yeah. It wasn't that he was an individual better player. I, I find that a very difficult argument to make. So mm-hmm. I rooted against LeBron a lot. <laughs> I derived some joy out of his 2011 finals appearance. Uh, I'm not proud of it now. Not <laughs> because I agree with you having LeBron James on your team is, is a wonderful experience. But everybody like I, has blood on their hands, purple and gold <laughs> blood on their hands. <laughs> I will say when it became clear that LeBron James was going to join the Lakers, which let's say was like halfway through the 2017-18 season, I was rooting for LeBron hard through that last <laughs> Cleveland playoff run. Uh, I was like, you know, he's, he's going to come to us. I want him to come on a high note. All right, let, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was a, never one of those where, like, once LeBron was a Laker, like, I didn't want him to experience the same highs. I've, I've never felt that way. But yeah, it took me a, it took me a little while when LeBron was in the league earlier. I, I was a hater. <laughs> I've been there. I regret it. And I'm very, very happy that he was in Lakers gear last night. And I'm happy that, like, LeBron James is so good that in my 20s, I can still appreciate his greatness, not how great he mm. was, 
how great he is the fact that he's on the Lakers like it's it's funny like Lakers fans and the Lakers organization in general over the past 48 hours or so have gotten a lot of flack for LeBron James just signing with the Lakers because they played in Los Angeles and my answer to that is like cry cry more than you are put a cup under your tears so I can drink them you sorry basketball fan. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't matter. LeBron James wanted to play for the Lakers. He played for the Lakers, recruited Anthony Davis, and now they're in the NBA Finals. I don't know what to tell you. Cry. <laughs> I mean, we had cap space in 2014. Right. It's not like they creation. just he sat on the their Lakers. hands. <laughs> yeah. We gave up a lot to get Anthony Davis, okay? We gave up a lot of pain. It was it was painful. You know, we gave up a lot of our the heart and soul of our team. It was... A protracted process. Everyone made a lot of fun of the Lakers. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see where those people are who are saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I mean, maybe the Lakers would like to have a guy like Josh Hart on the team still." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like LeBron James and Anthony Davis a little better. I did an exercise earlier in the season about where the Lakers would be if they just kept literally all of their players. I remember this. <laughs> I don't know where they'd be. I don't. I'm not like uber confident they'd be a playoff team like i think they'd be yeah, a yeah. ninth seed maybe like it, it'd be fun you know to see d'angelo russell alonzo ball brandon ingram davids zubach and who's your power for there Lan- nance Ran- or randall randall you know, nance or coos yeah yeah but um, sure, I, you know i have a lot of <laughs> fond memories of them uh a lot of fond memories of us winning 20 games in a season <laughs> yeah it, it's definitely a lot more I'm happy we won and not I'm happy we almost won because Lonzo <laughs> scored 12 points on 33% shooting from the field <laughs> and this shot seven assists. Um, yeah, it uh, feels real good, but it, as like you said, every Laker social has liked to remind us and use the same Kobe video to remind us the job is not finished. The Lakers still have four more wins to go before they can be crowned NBA champions. And when we get back from this short break, we will talk about the series ahead for them because the Heat are a, are, are a good basketball team. So that'll be us when we get back. The Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers will play each other in the NBA Finals for the first time in their history which is weird because the Lakers have played a lot of teams over the years. I know most of them are like the Celtics, but it's weird. It's weird to think that one, the Lakers haven't played a, a team in the finals, especially a team that's had like so much success in recent years. Uh, it's just like their peaks just never caught up to each other. Like, the Dwayne Wade and Shaq years were when the Lakers were cratering a bit. And then when the Lakers were at the tippy top of the Western Conference Mountain and the NBA Mountain, the Heat were just not there yet. LeBron had not signed yet. So it should be fun. Obviously, D Wade's not with the team anymore, although uh, if he is in the bubble, <laughs> Pat Riley just needs to make a call, get as much eyes on that series as possible. Adam Silver, I'm sure, would make an exception. Um, Udonis Haslam is still on the team, though. <laughs> That's weird. Never, never change, uh, Udonis Haslam. Never retire. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting to think that LeBron signed with this team 10 years ago and he still has a former teammate on the Heat and his former coach, obviously Eric Spolstra is still there, yeah. former executive Pat Riley is still there. You mentioned the Lakers and Heat kind of uh, partaking in a really important deal back in 2004 when we <laughs> traded Shaq to Miami. Uh, so these franchises have crossed paths. I mean, some of my favorite Kobe moments have come against Dwayne Wade, obviously the game winner in the 2009-2010 season, that banker three-pointer on a Friday night, just a, a great way to end your week as a Laker fan. Um, but yeah, this is the first time they play each other in the finals, but ton of history between the two teams. And I do think that this LeBron narrative is a really interesting place to start because he, I remember him kind of talking about his time in Miami as if like he went to college, you know, he went away for four years and he sort of learned how to win. And he showed in Cleveland that he could do it on his own. He did not need the heat culture to do it. Um, and now he's trying to show that he can do it in LA, but against that very same heat culture. And if I recall correctly, he and Riley did not end on the best terms when he left nope. Miami. Uh, I don't want to assign any extra importance to that because I don't know all of the details, but there's, there's a little beef there, you know? Uh, I think, uh, obviously, the Heat are very grateful for the four years they had with LeBron because, as we just spent a very long time telling you, uh, having LeBron on your team is a really great experience, <laughs> you know, just in general, <laughs> no matter how long it lasts. Yeah. So I'm sure their overall impressions of LeBron are very positive. Eric Spolster is going to say just the nicest things about him, as all of LeBron's former coaches are wanting to do, except maybe David Blatt. I, I don't think anyone's ever really asked him. But I just love all of the little little storylines you can dig into even before you get into the actual product that the Heat put on the court, which, as we saw in this fourth quarter against Boston, this is pretty damn good. I So I've had the conversation with friends all week about who would have been or who would be the better matchup with the Lakers, the Heat and Celtics. And a lot of them said the Heat – or sorry, the Celtics um, because of their strong wing play – I agree to an extent. It's just, I feel like there are the thing that I worry about with the heat. And I want to use the word worry very lightly here, because again, I think there's another series the Lakers go into as favorites. Um, The reason I would have felt slightly more confident against the Celtics is because I don't think Daniel Tice is, is as equipped to guard Anthony Davis as Bam. I think the Celtics wings can probably keep LeBron James honest. I don't think the Celtics would have had an an answer for Anthony Davis. Maybe that's me just like misreading their roster, but that is my opinion. With the Heat, they have Bam and Jimmy and Iguodala and Jay Crowder. And let's just throw Solomon Hill in the mix because he's another big body. Um And not just that, they have a lot of guys more so than the Celtics, in my opinion, uh, that can win you games by just getting hot from behind the arc. Like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. We saw Goran Dragic get like stupid hot in in this past (laughs) round. Um, So in that sense, like I am fearful of the heat. I think the really just the unknown with them and their players the, their whole season has been built on them exceeding expectations and guys stepping up and that 
narrative is going to follow them into the finals. I think they will have a game where they look like the better team on the court, just flat out outplaying the Lakers. Um, but the Lakers aren't a bad team either. I mean, they're, they're in the finals for a reason. Yeah, what's interesting about the Heat is because I kind of felt the same way where I thought the Celtics would be a harder matchup for the Lakers. And I've, I felt throughout the course of that Eastern Conference Finals that I thought Boston was the better team, but they couldn't manage to win any of those games. And I think a lot of that credit goes to Eric Spolster and just the resilience that every single Miami player seems to embody just up and down. Um, but we don't really have any film for the Lakers playing the Heat because, you know, the Lakers came into the bubble and they had to play an entirely new starting lineup because Avery Bradley decided not to come to Orlando. But Miami came into the bubble and employed an entirely new starting lineup just because they thought it was better for them to play an entirely new starting lineup. So when Lakers played Miami twice during the regular season, that's with Kendrick Nunn starting at point guard, and that's with Myers Leonard starting at power forward, center, whatever combo you want to call it. Now you have Goran Dragic, who is infinitely better than Nunn starting at point guard, and you have Jay Crowder, who gives Miami a little bit of a smaller look in terms of the front court. So... I legitimately have no idea what to expect from the Lakers um, because we don't have any prior precedent to go off of. And that's interesting. Uh, it's also a little bit nerve wracking because this could go in a lot of different directions. And like you said, bam is really the X factor here because, you know, I, I thought of the Celtics a lot. Like I thought of the Clippers, you know, just a really deep wing roster, like yes. serviceable, big in the middle, they're very switchable, but no one to guard Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Bam, I believe, can guard Anthony Davis. And I'm not saying he can contain Anthony Davis yeah. because Anthony Davis is a superstar. He's a first-team All-NBA player. Like, I I would just love to hear what Calipari is going to say about all of this because <laughs> the amount of Kentucky here is delightful. But um, that is a matchup that intrigues me quite a bit because he could potentially cover, I mean, single cover Anthony Davis, which is not a task that, like, a mere mortal is capable of. <laughs> Yeah, you're not a mere mortal when you block a dunk, like a full-on, full-power dunk from Jason Tatum, and then your wrist is still attached to you. Like, if I were to do that, I would have called a career there. I don't know what injury it would have been. The x-rays could have come back negative, and I still would have (laughs) said, I'm sorry, I'm out. You cannot force me to get back on that court. There's some injuries, too, like the way some players fall when they come down from a dunk, that's it. I'm done. I'd retire at 24 years old. That's my career. Hopefully by then I would have won a ring the same way. I hope Taylor Horton Tucker wins a ring. Although he, he did get finals or uh, Western conference finals minutes. So good for him. Um, but yeah, I, it's tough because not, like like you talked about, the roster has changed a bit, but I feel like there's also been like a lot of growth on that roster like since the last time we've seen them. I think Bam is a better player than he was when the Lakers last saw him, which is great for him. I'm really happy for Bam. Uh, it's not great for the Lakers. And I think the, the better he's gotten, the more involved he's been in what the Heat have done. So the way they play is just kind of different. Um, which I guess you can make the same argument for the Lakers, but their roster is basically the same. Um, playoff Rondo, I guess, is the question mark going into that series is 
does playoff Rondo get better as he get closer as he gets closer to the finals? We don't know because it's been ten years since he's done it. Uh, Just so. a quick thing about playoff Rondo. I do believe if the Celtics had won that series, he would have been the Finals MVP. Oh. Like, that's how good he was yeah. in that series against the Lakers. Yeah, it was. Uh, that would have been awesome. Like. <laughs> That's part of the reason I wanted the Lakers to see OKC in the second round because, like, if Rondo's coming back, it damn well better be against Chris Paul because <laughs> what better way to make a statement that playoff Rondo's a thing than against Chris Paul? Um, but, yeah, I my confidence starts and ends with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, Tyler Hero's been doing some remarkable things for the Heat over the last few games. I don't know if it's like the whole bubble facade that people have gotten into, myself included, of players just getting, like just becoming really good seemingly overnight in the bubble. We saw it with Jamal Murray. I don't know if that's Jamal Murray forever or if that's just the bubble effect. Um, I, but regardless of what effect it's had, obviously they're still playing games in the bubble. A bubble Tyler Hero is basically Clay Thompson with a handle, then the Lakers have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I truly hope that uh, some of these hot shooting streaks wear out, but uh, I don't know, like, we keep saying that, you know, Bam is in an, a different player, really, a much better player than the last time the Lakers played the Heat, which I, I believe was in December. Um, just as a side note, that Lakers Heat game in December was like the prettiest game I've ever seen only because the Lakers were wearing like their Showtime jerseys and yes. the Heat were wearing their uh, Vice blue jerseys on the Vice court. It looked like like a, a Lisa Frank notebook, like come to life on a basketball court. <laughs> I watched that game. Oh, God. Not only this, this feels like a like a historic sentence almost, like all those old <laughs> Civil War letters. But I went to the Anaheim Packing District which is a place that mm-hmm. people used to go to socialize. And uh, sure. there were food you can eat in the restaurant. And I watched it there on their projector before an Ariana Grande concert. <laughs> so that was uh, that's what I was doing that night. I had a lot of fun watching that game. Uh, but again, you, like, what did that game even mean? What did the last two games even mean? This, this is a, I mean, not to steal the, NBA slogan. I hope I don't get, you know, a cease and desist, but it's a whole new game, man. Like <laughs> that's uh that's what we're dealing with here. I think LeBron James has another level he can go to. I think it the higher I guess you can say LeBron James plays or goes, the higher the ceiling it is for Anthony Davis, not just because their games complement each other well, but if LeBron James is playing out of his goddamn mind, then they're going to send doubles over to him, and there's nobody I'm more comfortable uh, like being doubled than LeBron James other than maybe Devin Booker after this summer <laughs> when he just spends the whole summer doing it. Um, but, yeah, I – my, I'm putting all of my faith in LeBron just having a, a – doing like LeBron James things against a team that I think the Lakers are better than. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a very fair way of looking at it because, yeah, Jimmy Butler's very good. Um, he's not first team All NBA. Uh, he he's not going to run an offense the way LeBron James is. Uh, understandably, there's a different division of labor on Miami. You know, Jimmy's not called to be the alpha and omega on offense the same way LeBron James is. But this is another series where the Lakers are going to go in and they're going to have the two best players. And yeah, maybe Miami's going to have three through seven or whatever you want to distribute it. Having one and two makes a world of difference. We saw that against Denver. Um, we saw that against Houston. We saw it against Portland. Um, it just matters more. At and to know that LeBron like, has this level that he can get to, maybe he was pacing himself as the playoffs went along. There is nothing left to hold in the tank. Right? We do not know when the next season is going to start. We didn't know if the season was going to finish. But on, like, against all odds, the NBA is going to conduct an NBA Finals for the 2019-20 season. And it's happening now. And this is all LeBron James and the Lakers have to look forward to. So there is no reason not to go all out. Like He's not even playing 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. Yeah. Think about the last time that LeBron James went on an NBA Finals run with that Cleveland team in 2018. He had to play 48 minutes in game seven against Boston. He was gassed. Like, yeah, he's two years older. Yeah, he suffered a major groin injury uh, in between these two times. But I really believe that there is so much more left in LeBron James's tank. And it's pretty cool having LeBron James on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I So the, the thing I'll leave the show on is – the, the other reason, and it speaks to your point a little bit, I think we get a like vintage, quote unquote, vintage LeBron James series is because I think this is, this is probably it for the Lakers bearing some like drastic offseason move. You're I think the Western <laughs> Conference, like they're going to be really good next season. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I just think this like being in the finals obviously is the best opportunity you can get at winning a championship. Like there's no denying that that is undisputable. Anybody like that a wants magic to Johnson that, level yes. tweet right here <laughs> can, can visit my DMS. But uh, I think the West is only getting better. LeBron James is only getting older. The golden state warriors will be healthy next season. I can see the Clippers making a few moves in the off season um, not that that matters because they're cursed and you know, they could have LeBron, Kawhi, AD, Paul George, and Steph Curry on their team and they still wouldn't make the, even the Western Conference Finals. But let us not denigrate LeBron's name like that, okay? <laughs> you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But it's it to me, it feels like if it's not this year, like bearing a big trade in the offseason, I don't know when it will be with this core. They they don't have picks they can trade in the for, like for the foreseeable future. They don't have a ton of salary ballast, at least not worth mortgaging the 2021 cat flexibility they want to have. Um, and again, like LeBron James is 35 years old, will be 36 years old in December. I know that kind of sounds like a moot point right now because of the way he's playing. Um, but you have that. You have Anthony Davis free agency. You have, 
you know, free agents going to hit the market sooner rather than later. We have quite a few guys with player options uh, in the offseason. They could get better next season. You just don't know what's going to happen. And for that reason, I really hope they do it this year. I think this is their year. I think this is the Dodgers year. They play game one on Wednesday, the same day the Lakers play game one. I'm going to be a mess. Yeah. I think that's exactly the right place to leave this. This is during the offseason, I wasn't sure um, what the Lakers window was because I didn't know what this team was going to look like. But the way they played this regular season, the way they've played in the playoffs, um, the way the path has lined up for them, it, it really has to be this year. Yeah, I agree. And let's hope it is. By the next time we talk, the Lakers will have played, I think, three games. Of the you know, our schedule is evolving. I yeah. really don't know. <laughs> uh, but if we stick to our Sunday schedule, it, it will have been three games, which is crazy, and I'm very nervous. But uh, I'm always happy to talk about basketball with you, Sabrina. Thank you so much uh, for for chatting with me, and thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show or any of the shows leading up to this one, make sure to leave us a nice review on podcast. It helps a bunch, uh, and follow us on Twitter at LakersSBN. I am. Christian for Sabrina signing off.